we welcome Mr. Michael Henry to the show. Michael, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me this morning, Larry. So um, uh, my friend Monica Crowley says you're a winner, and um, I've been meaning to get you on. And I want to talk about Letitia James in a minute, but, you know, this other story, Hochul's hush slush. She's got all this money, billion dollars in bribes, uh, $385 million for this, $350 million for that. Uh, I've talked to Lee Zeldin about this, um, all these uh, no-bid contracts to her campaign donors. I mean, we're talking about uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of no-bid contracts. I mean, couldn't a good state attorney general do something about this craziness? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'll highlight a couple of the instances of, of what's going on and then say what I could do as the next uh, state attorney general. So we, we've actually called on Letitia James to speak up on these scandals, and she's re- just really shown um, no interest in speaking up, really just turning a blind eye. Uh, there's two specific instances that are really troubling. The first one is medical answering services. It's this Medicaid transportation company where the owner and his husband donated about $100,000 to both Kathy Hochul and the state Democrat Party. Party. They even held a fundraiser uh, during the bidding process, which appears to be a direct violation of state finance law. Um, but was that what we also found out is Letitia James has accepted donations from the owner of this company, Russ Maxwell. We called on her to return those donations. She ha- she's gone silent. Uh, additionally, um, when the former lieutenant governor, Brian Benjamin, was indicted, uh, she was very silent. And what we came to find out is that she was actually the number one recipient of campaign cash from Gerald Migdal, the man at the center of that pay-to-play scandal. There's also a second uh, scandal that's really gained traction, and it's the one involving um, digital gadgets. This was a family that gave about $300,000 to Kathy Hochul. Uh, there was a $637 million no-bid contract that was awarded to this family for COVID testing kits that was only made possible by the extension of the Emergency Powers Act. And we actually, in the state of New York, paid double the price of what California paid. And additionally, one of the family members actually is now working for the uh, the Hochul campaign. Hmm. And what we're seeing here is the New York state taxpayer is subsidizing her reelection. Now, what can I do as the state attorney general? Number one, we have a public integrity bureau. I could I could file uh, lawsuits. The second thing I could do is work in conjunction with the comptroller's office to investigate state contracts and the use of taxpayer funds. I could also work in conjunction with the federal government where there's issues, um, where there might be issues that fall under federal jurisdiction. And then lastly, I want to use the, I want to, uh, Fix the Charities Bureau, because I believe we need to be auditing some of these not-for-profits, specifically in New York City, to see exactly where the money's going, because it doesn't look like it's going to the, to use for the things that they're claiming uh, they're supposed to be providing as far as services. Oh, I mean, look, this is just a corrupt state government, is it not? I mean, isn't that the bottom line? And the attorney general of the state, Letitia James, has done nothing about it. I mean, in a sense, you, all right, Hochul is Hochul, and she's corrupt. Mm-hmm. But the the AG should be the watchdog here, representing the people. Um, I want to get to the criminal issues in a minute, but th- she's all she does is scream about Donald Trump, who's not on the ballot in New York State. I mean, she you know, she's wants Trump's you know, bringing a lawsuit against Trump for real estate values, which, by the way, is what I would call victimless something. It's up to the bankers to determine real estate values. But all this other stuff, she does nothing, nothing. And she's done nothing on crime. Uh, as you say, I've, I looked at your website, putting criminals first, uh, you know, no, no bail, 
revolving door for violent recidivist criminals. Crime rates have risen across the state. It's a, I mean, you read about it every day in the paper. So right. here, too, I mean, we have a corrupt government in New York that needs to be replaced. Well, that's part of it. And I, look, I'm a political outsider. And what I see is one party control destroying, destroying the state, completely destroying the state. We have a corruption crisis. We have a, uh, a crime crisis. We have a cost of living crisis that's leading to a mass exodus of our friends and our families. And she stands here silently. She is the most political attorney general in the nation. But you know what's of interest to her? As you pointed out, going after the former president, which ironically she did a few days after we had our first public poll showing us an elite. Uh, She's more interested in filing lawsuits against Republican-governed states. She's more interested in calling the NRA a terrorist organization and try to having them judicially dissolve uh, in the run-up to the presidential election of 2020 and freezing their assets. And then that, that portion of the lawsuit was partially dismissed by a Manhattan judge. She was more interested, quite frankly, in taking out the governor of her own party so she could run for governor and actually prejudice the investigation uh, where she claimed that he was engaged in criminal, where she implied he was engaged in criminal activity and she didn't afford him due process. And then, you know, it turns out she run, launches a run for governor that lasted about as long as our interview is going to last. <laughs> so her, she has not been focused on the work of the taxpayers of the state of New York. She's been focused on promoting Letitia James. But you know what? When she first ran for city council, she couldn't even get the Democrat endorsement. She had to run on the working family's third party line to win. So, you know, she's really the original solstice. And even this time around, she's accepted that party's nomination after – in 2018, when she was running for attorney general, pretended she wanted no affiliation with them. This year, she accepts their, their nomination. And in their questionnaire, they say, you cannot accept uh, police or correctional union support, nor could you revisit any changes to cashless bail. And we've seen a pattern of when things are corruptions going on, she turns a blind eye to it. She's not focused on the work of the taxpayers of taxpayers of the state of New York. She's focused on political grandstanding. And what's ironic here is, regardless of how many uh, press conferences she holds and how political she is and is always trying to grandstand, she still hasn't responded to a debate invite, and she still hasn't committed to debating me, which is pretty mm-hmm. ironic in this whole thing. Yeah, well, that's what Hochul's doing with Lee Zeldin, too. I mean, they don't want to face up to these issues. Now, what would uh, Michael Henry do as a state AG with respect to bail reform and this incredible problem of recidivist criminals, which really is I mean, every day you read the stories in the newspapers about these incredible criminal acts, and then they're in, and then they're released right away, and they're back on the street, and they're back killing people, okay? What would you do about it, Mike? Sure. Real quick, I'll I'll run through some of the numbers because they're trying, and some in the media are trying to portray this as not being the cause of the crime. Um, Look, Letitia James, in 2018, she was a supporter of Cassius Bell. Recently, she has said... She needs to see more data before she revisit any changes. And the problem with more data is more data means she needs to see more victims. And one victim is one victim too many. And we have a situation where people are living in fear as criminals are doing whatever they want, whenever they want, wherever they want, because of this no consequence, no fear mentality that's in place. New York City, there's a rise in major crimes in the last year, 36 percent. Subway homicides. Subway homicides are at a 25-year high. As a matter of fact, in the last three years, we've had more homicides on the New York City subway than the prior 11 years combined. Mm. Hate crimes are at 41%. Transit system crimes at 49.1%. Nassau County has seen a rise of 34% in major crimes. Rochester has a higher murder rate than the city of Chicago. Mm. Buffalo's murder rate's been on the rise the last three years. Now, what would Michael Henry do? 
Well, right now as a candidate, I'm actually going to be out in Brooklyn today. I'm, I'm working to get people elected to the state legislature that share my opinion that they need to re- repeal Castro's bail. Mm. This is not working. If they make amendments to it, it's going to be more convoluted. They have to repeal it. And then if you want to have something in place for these nonviolent offenders, which was how the law was pitched to the general public, a first-time nonviolent offender, misdemeanor crimes, then you could put – you make the legislature do their work and put something in place that's going to work and work the right way. The second thing – I would do is I would work in conjunction with local district attorneys to make sure they have the resources they need. I've seen a troubling trend throughout the state where, especially in some of our rural, more Republican counties where there are drug trafficking issues on the highways, that there's no communication between the AG's office and there's no utilization of resources, when in the past that was not a partisan issue. I would also uh, work, utilize some of the task force that they, task forces that they have at the AG's office. Uh, there's many task force organized crime, insurance industry, and you could also work in conjunction with federal authorities. And then lastly, I have the power to introduce program bills. And I would introduce program bills to the legislature that would put in common sense policies to get this crime crisis under control because crime transcends party affiliation and it affects everyone. And what's often lost, lost and forgotten in all of this is the victims and their, their families that'll never see their loved ones again. And we have to get back to common sense policies here in New York and it's transcending party affiliation in our big cities and our suburban communities and our rural areas. Don't you think we ought to have a governor and a state AG that's pro cops? Just just a crazy uh, thought on my part, but I just well, thought I'd as, ask as, you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Look, Letitia James is one of the biggest spewers of anti police rhetoric. Yeah, uh, she's against, she's against qualified immunity. Uh, during the 2020 riots, um, she didn't investigate who was behind the riots here in New York City. She investigated the NYPD and then she sued them. And that really bothers me because I have a ticket mate who's running for lieutenant governor who actually had a kitchen cabinet thrown on her head during those riots when Mm. she was serving on the NYPD. Mm. Uh, She also supports a de-escalation bill that makes it nearly impossible for a police officer to use force during an arrest. And I can tell you, my father was a police officer, and early in his career, uh, he spent four weeks in a hospital after saving a baby out of a burning building. Mm. The last thing you want is police officers and first responders tasked with making these split-second life-or-death decisions to waste critical seconds overthinking because they're going to hurt themselves, harm themselves, overthinking, or there's a potential of that, and also the people they save. And they should be focused on doing their job and not focused on hoping that some political grandstander is not looking to come for their badge and their pension. And we have seen the pendulum swing. Every neighborhood I go into, Asian American, Bangladeshi, Latino, white, African American, the number one thing I hear is they want their cops back. Mm. We want our cops to be able to do their job. Mm. And the left, people on the left have gone way too far with this. And there's a lot of people that want the police in the communities doing what they are trained to do. Well, I think you make a great compliment. You make a great team with Lee Zeldin, who is just the best of the best. He's a good friend of mine. I think you're all going to win. I think the Cavalry's coming here to New York State. But this Letitia James, she is the worst. She is just the worst. Yes. I mean, it would be nice to have a state AG that you know, want, mm-hmm. wants to help the, the safety on the streets instead of helping the criminals who are disrupting this entire place. Anyway, Michael Henry, candidate for New York State Attorney General. You're doing great. Keep up the work. Uh, Maybe we'll talk uh, once before the election. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me at michaelhenry4ag.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.